Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Well, Graham, thanks for joining us on The Score here on Cork's 96FM. Um, the, the name Kelly, of course, is synonymous with refereeing in this county and indeed in this country as well. Your dad, Pat, was a ref, of course, and his uh, father before him. Uh, your brother, Alan, is currently officiating in the MLS in the uh, United States of America and yourself, of course. But um, it was never your ambition, you, you tell me, um, Graham, to follow in your family's famous refereeing footsteps. Uh, no, it wasn't, actually. It wasn't, Trevor. Um, I was playing, I, I, I played football with um, Avonil was the club that I played with all the way up through school, boys. Yeah. And as I said, the it, it was just by pure accident and by pure chance that um, my father and Alan, they were short, an assistant referee for a tournament and coach for the pre-season tournament in culture that was back in 2000. And... I said I'd, I'd, I'd go out, I'd help out. Um, I think that was part of a plan to try to coax me into taking up the whistle, but never had the um, never had the ambition or never had the, the you know, the, the get-go to, to take it up. So after that, after that one game in culture that night, I, I said I'd do the beginner's course, you know, just to, to have it done, mm-hmm. um, get involved with schoolboys league, uh, schoolboys football, and... After about six months, I was selected for an FAI School of Excellence program for young referees, um, which was a two-year module course. Um, you had maybe eight modules over the two years. And it was, it was really then at that course that I kind of got the hunger for it to see what could be achieved, obviously to see what my father had achieved. Alan was, yeah. I suppose, he was what? At that stage, he was probably five or six years refereeing himself. He was, he was on the League of Ireland panel at that stage. So yeah, so it, but it was never, as I said, it was never that was never the the aim was to become a referee. It was just by pure accident, by pure chance, and it's only when I got involved that I really, really um, uh, took to it and, and enjoyed it. And obviously, having my father and Alan uh, in the background there was a massive help as well. You know, definitely so. Yeah, and it all started for you uh, in two thousand. Hard to believe, twenty years ago. Uh, you're, yeah. you're, you're 15 years now in the League of Ireland, uh, Graham. What's what's That's it correct. been like for you officiating in the League of Ireland? And what what are your kind of highlights uh, to date? Um, highlights to date, I suppose, Trevor, would be I've been involved with uh, two FAI Cup finals. One as uh, as the fourth official back in 2011. Um, also, just the Cup final just gone in 2019 between Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk. I was an additional assistant referee in that game. Um, I refereed the 2014 EA Sports Cup final um, between Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers. Yeah. 
Um, I've had several European uh, involvements as fourth official uh, over over the last uh, six yeah. or seven years. One of them was with your brother, wasn't that? Which was unique. That's right. It was actually back in 2012. It was the Champions League qualifier in Israel. Um, I was selected as the fourth official to, to Alan, who was the, the match referee at the time. And yeah, it was the it was the only time that I was uh, uh, involved in a European game with him. So that is obviously a highlight, and that's something that um, yeah. that I know my father was very proud of as well. You know, so it's, can it's ask fun you, to look back on that. Yeah, definitely. So can I ask you, like, what's the standard of refereeing like in the League of Ireland, and uh, you know, what makes a good referee in your view? To be honest, Trevor, dedication, commitment, fitness is obviously a key. Mm. Um, your knowledge of the laws of the game, your reading of the game. Uh, we see, we, I mean, I, every Friday night you finish a game, you, you travel home, you know, you might spend 15, 20 minutes on social media, you look over and there's a lot of negative comments um, usually directed towards, you know, the standard is shocking, the standard is brutal, the standard is brutal, but... I don't accept that, to be quite honest. With you. It's very easy to point a finger and just say yeah. Yeah, the standard is brutal. But we've got a lot of dedicated um, guys here, uh, guys and and, and uh, ladies as well. The commitment to this, Trevor, is is second to none. It's you know, I mean, training. You're you're, you're expected to train. We train as a group um, once a week, but you're expected to train another three nights outside of that. Your 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 matches at the weekend. Um, so the commitment, the, the commitment is 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 huge, and um, like looking at guys, uh, looking at the guys. I mean, you look at Michelle and what she's achieved. You look at Alan and what he's achieved. Mm. I mean, this, these things don't come handed to you on the plate. You have to work hard. You yes. have to give the commitment to it. You know, it's it's a tough job. It's a difficult job, but it's a job that we all enjoy doing. You know, we we like to be part of the game. We like to be involved in the game. Um, it's not about the referees. It, it never is about the referees, but we have a job to do, um, and we are judged on the decisions we make during matches. Um, you know, you can you can argue over maybe a corner kick or a throw in. It's the critical decisions that you're 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 judged on, really. You know, um, the, the the big calls, as they say. You know, the penalty kicks, the the the. The red cards, the the yellow cards, you know, the goals. Was it over the line? Was it not? These yeah. these match match changing decisions are what we are ultimately judged on. Yeah. So um, so it is. It's tough. Your, your concentration levels from from the minute you arrive at the ground, uh, you know, all the way through to the final whistle have to be second to none. Yeah. You know. And you just reminded me there, Graham, when you were talking about uh, VAR, which we'll get to shortly. But uh, I just want to ask you before that: Are you? Um, you know, your return to football now in a few weeks, are you cautious uh, about getting back into it or are you just kind of rearing to go that you really just want to get going again? Well, funnily enough, I did my first game this morning in about five months. It was a friendly match between um, Avondale United Juniors and their youth team. It was just a, a mixture of players involved there. So right. it was good to get back out there, I must admit, after after nearly five months. But um, you have to, yes, you have to be cautious. We have to... We have to follow the guidelines. Yes. You know, there's a protocol there in place for match days, and we have to stick to that rigidly. You know, the players and the clubs have all been briefed on this as well. So it's something that we have to be cautious about. But yeah, at the same time, delighted to be back and, and delighted to get 90 minutes under my belt this morning. You know, a bit rusty, you know, <laughs> and a few of the lads probably would have told me that. But 
you know they <laughs> yeah. were they, they, they were a bit like that themselves but yeah. no it was good and it was all in good spirits and yeah. and you know it was just nice to be back out there so looking forward to the restart now again of the the not only the um the league of ireland but also the the, the local leagues as well you know yeah good to get your eye in this morning anyway but um absolutely have to ask you about VAR, um, uh, Graham. I, I know that referees will be cautious uh, about what they can say about VAR. A lot of refs will have their own thoughts on it, probably varied thoughts. But, you know, we're looking at things that have been happening, uh, especially in the Premier League. And you know what I'm talking about, the, the Tottenham. Michael Oliver has come in for a lot of criticism. Uh, VAR, a lot of fans saying that it's failing football. Um, what are your own personal views uh, on, on, on VAR, uh, Graham? Um, again, Trevor, it's... Obviously, the last few weeks of the Premier League, there's been a lot of flaws highlighted with VAR. Yeah. Um, I go right back to the 2018 World Cup in Russia, um, where it was it was more or less first introduced, and it seemed to go off without a problem. If there was a if there was a, a call to be looked at, you'd see the referee yeah. a lot of the time was going to the monitor um, at the halfway line, and and he was making the call himself, but. We that seems to have gone out of it. It's certainly in the Premier League. I haven't. I, I, there may have been one scenario where the referee went to to the monitor to have a look for himself. But other than that, it, it, there seems to be a lot of question marks, and there seems to be a lot of flaws with it at the moment, especially since the return of football over the last number of weeks. You know, yeah. um, obviously we saw in the Tottenham game with the the, the Lucas Moura handball. Um, like, and then yes, the Harry Kane one, yeah? The, the, the Harry Kane one, yeah, that's right, where he scored the goal. Um, the referee correctly awarded advantage as Lucas Moura was fouled. Yeah. Um, the ball ricochets, it hits him on the top of the arm, I think. He's completely unaware. Falls to Harry Kane, who sticks it in the back of the net. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's very harsh. Now, by the letter of the law, the ball hits the arm and it leads to a goal. But I think common sense needs to be used a bit as well. But and then there was a push on Harry Kane, wasn't there? The push. Uh, I think that was during the week. There was a couple yeah. of penalty decisions where I think yeah. in the United game, Bruno Fernandez was awarded a penalty. Right. You know, which in my opinion was the incorrect decision. Um, I think James Ward-Prowse for Southampton was awarded a penalty. Again, in my opinion, incorrectly. I think he he falls into the player and he's awarded a penalty. Yeah. And the, 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 I suppose the most frustrating part of all that is that it does go for a second look, and the decision is upheld, which is, you know, it leaves you scratching your head a bit. Mm. And then you go to the the Tottenham game where Harry Kane, you can see, is bundled over in the box, yes. and you're expecting a penalty, and there's no penalty given for that. So. It is, and and you can understand where the frustration from from the fans, the players, the managers comes from. Um, but again, it's it's you know it's. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, uh, it's a good did, point you made, Graham, about at the start. I think because people seem to be kind of um, pro VAR at the time that they were getting the calls right. That's the most important thing. And then yeah. now, now there's a lot of confusion and people want it scrapped. So I think the general consensus is that it, it should it should be scrapped. Would that be fair? Um, I, again, it's not for me to comment whether it should or shouldn't be scrapped. One thing, I mean, I haven't had the, the, the benefit of working with VAR. Um, I don't know if we'll see it in the League of Ireland in, in the near future, or if at all we'll, we'll ever see it in the League of Ireland. But um, it's not for me to say it should be scrapped. It obviously, it, it, when it comes to the big calls, you know, the, the, the offsides that leads to goals, was it offside, was it not offside? 
Um, a lot of the time, you can see that they are the correct calls. And people might argue, oh, sure, you know, it's, it's, it's in millimetres, it's millimetres. Offside is offside. Yes. But, but there, it, it does need to be tidied up in the way of the decision-making process. Um, who is making the decision? Who is actually, um, you know, is, is it the referee? Is it the VAR? Who's got the final say in it? Um, that seems to be that seems to be where the confusion lies, and more so in the Premier League than anywhere else, from what I can see. Okay, well, it's uh, great to have your thoughts on the score here in Corks ninety six FM today, Graham. Um, and we're all looking forward to uh, the return of football in this country, and uh, we wish you the best uh, uh, going forward with your own career. And uh, when the, res- the resumption of the league uh, resumes, wish you all the best for the the rest of the season as well. Thanks very much, Trevor. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Graham. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,